Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. Last week, you may remember, uh, we had this uh, Life Beyond Row webinar that went on from, oh, roughly, I think, 8 to 10. Uh, and more than 23,000 people joined us. Uh, it was hosted by David B. Wright and Michael Kenny. And uh, I thought it would be a good idea if we took a look at uh, some of the fallout uh, from that event and just see uh, what it might tell us about, again, our next step in, in a post-Roe America. With me is Michael Kenny. He leads the Pro-Life Partners Foundation, and you can visit ProLifePartnersFoundation.org and learn more. Uh, and it's, uh, Michael, good to have you back. I, I was interested to know how, you know, 23,000 people, that's more than I think we originally thought would happen, right? Yeah, that's substantially more, Al. Thank you very much for having me on your show, and thank you to Ave Maria Radio for playing a big role in enabling that kind of audience to respond in about 48 hours, Al. Yeah, that's an amazing response. It was amazing when you think about it. Well, I think people are prepared. They know we're entering a new era. So, Yes, and I, I would call the era, at least from the positive perspective, an era of collaboration, mm-hmm. an era of collaboration on behalf of life. And that's um, the overarching theme that came from this experience of coming together in a national way. The, the, uh, the, the, the broadcast is available on our homepage, so anyone can go and look at any of the talks. It's calibrated so you can go to a particular talk. As you might recall, we had over 40 speakers. Each were given three minutes to yeah. address the nation, and it, it it was just a tremendous collage of yeah. um, beautiful comments. Do you have any idea what the average listening or viewing time was? This, I'm told, Al, is something that has never occurred before. Now, when I say that, of course, we don't know all webinars that have existed, uh, in, but we do have the benefit of working with David B. Wright, who I, I understand may be one of your guests next week, and he can go into much more detail. Yes, but yes. David, uh, David was one of the forerunners of webinars when they came about approximately 15 years ago. So he, he is certainly uh, in a position to uh, make this assessment. And David said that never before in his experience, I'm conducting webinars for about 15 years, has he ever had such a remarkable view time. He said it was a record-setting view time where, on average, this is on average, so there are people who are coming in just looking at it for a couple of minutes and moving on, but on average, the view time was an hour and a half, Wow, which is just stunning. Yeah, so, that is. That, that's uh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, so I think it, it uh, the, the program uh, drew people in. We had the benefit of one of the nation's leading attorneys, uh, John Birch, who broke yep. down the case in a very user-friendly way in seven minutes. And then um, John is being asked now all over the world to comment on the uh, the Dobbs case. He's uh, responding to media from around the world and, and explaining it. So we started that way. Uh, of course, we also had the benefit of, of Father Mike Schmitz with the opening prayer. That yeah. was so beautifully done. That yes. really draw, draws you in. And then and then after John spoke, uh, there was a succession of about 40 speakers, three minutes apiece, and really just a, a beautiful display of, um, of, of work that's being done. Um, give us some idea of the range of topics uh, and recommendations that were made. There, there are many spokes on the pro-life wheel, 
And uh, I always like people to remember that uh, the pro-life movement is involved in many areas of uh, seeking out well-being for the unborn and for women. Uh, tell us some of the, the – give us an idea of the range of topics that were discussed. Excellent question, uh, Alan. Our, our hope was to represent the broad range. Uh, so we had individuals who are uh, representative of the more than 2,700 frontline pregnancy care centers in the nation and uh, just beautiful works of, of mercy. And uh, so we had individuals from that arena who spoke about the challenges that they face in this context where there's a higher volume coming their way, where there's animosity directed at them in a way that has never occurred before. Uh, and uh, so that was quite moving. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, we had uh, an, a, an attorney who has been in this field uh, from the beginning. Uh, he, um, he spoke about some of the uh, really traumatic cases that he's handled uh, on behalf of uh, families who's, who have lost, let's say, a daughter who regretted having the abortion and, um, you know, all of the both psychological and, and physical damage. And, and then we had, uh, a, as another illustration, a person who is a, a newer apostolate called uh, uh, Reprotection. And this group, out is uh, there to identify lawmakers who are not enforcing pro-life laws. You might have heard just yesterday uh, an, uh, an Indiana, um, I think, I'm not exactly the sure of the title, but a, a government uh, attorney saying that he will not enforce the pro-life legislation right. in the county. Right. And, and so the, I, I'm not aware of any time in our history where we've had this kind of unwillingness to abide by the law. Right. Yeah, and so this this uh, group reprotection is is going after uh, to make sure that the laws are enforced. Is that right? Yeah. So I think they're a very fine example of collaboration, where they said uh, we understand our mission cannot exist without collaboration. We need the yeah. sidewalk advocates to let yeah. us know what what they're experiencing, and they then notify this group, and this group works with attorneys, and then you know tries to proactively <laughs> do what ought to be happening naturally, but um, it, we're in a new arena. And so uh, I, I also wanted to, I mean, there's so many speakers that could be highlighted, but we had, uh, there are people such as Camille Pauly and Father Spitzer and Healing the Culture who have been trying from an education standpoint to heal the culture right. and inspire uh, these noble, virtuous principles. So um, any one of the speakers you could look at and say, this is something I'd like to do. And that was our ultimate goal was to present to the nation all this wonderful work and a resource page where you can just click on it and say, I, I believe I'm called to help this group. Now, with the, the, the problem of chemical abortions, uh, is, as people pointed out, 54% of current abortions are done chemically. Uh, did anybody address the issue of medical abortions? Yes, we had a couple speakers that did, and I'll point to Dr. George Delgado because he's uh, also the, the, the principal creator of the abortion pill reversal concept. Uh, he'd be a great guest if you haven't had him sure. before. He's a member of our board and be happy to enable you to, uh, to meet him. He spoke very eloquently about the reality that uh, 
so-called medical abortions, abortions that are being done with the abortion pill, uh, are happening, as you say, at an increasing rate, and it's 54% now is expected to go up. And so uh, his, he spoke about the success that they've had with uh, reversing that process, someone who's taken the first pill and decided you know, they really want to save their preborn child. Uh, our own here, uh, Dr. Rusty Shavey, spoke quite eloquently yeah. on the program about uh, the work he's doing with uh, Emmaus Health and proactively working with his uh, patients. So, yes, that's a critical topic. Um, what? So, I guess what our listeners want to know is, many of them will want to know, how do I plug in? I mean, they're kind of excited. They know that we've you know moved this massive boulder out of the road, or at least broken it up into fifty smaller boulders, <laughs> rocks that we have well, to get over now. Um, yep. And they they do want to. Some are definitely saying, you know, I've been, you know, they've been waiting because Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey had kept abortion legal in America. We had this top-down decision in 1973 and then 1992 that kept uh, abortion legal. We could, you know, we could fight back a little bit on the margins. We could regulate uh, abortion. But now the states are reconsidering the status of the unborn child and the needs of uh, pregnant women who are kind of surprised by pregnancy. Where can they plug in? How do they go about uh, getting involved? That's uh, so well put, Al. Uh, thank you. I, I would suggest that, first and foremost, this is a spiritual battle. And so I would urge all of us to begin in prayer, to pray about where am yes. I being led? Uh, we're all gifted with a, a range of talents. And then from that place, uh, uh, one starting point would be to go to the homepage for Pro-Life Partners Foundation, okay. take a look at the broadcast, and there's a resource page with many, not all, but uh, over 50 organizations, and then think about how can I help. Uh, locally, you're right, the whole conversation now is a local conversation, and so there are immediate opportunities to help with the pregnancy care centers. Mm -hmm. uh, you might you might feel called to write an article in a new way that uh, lifts the profile of the preborn child and the reality of the preborn child. Yeah. You might think of Ryan um, Bomberger's uh, testimony in the broadcast where he, he introduced a certain degree of levity and reality. Uh, his story is one that answers those so-called hard cases. He he was born as a result of the crime of rape, but right. uh, he's and, he, and he's a, a person of color, and so he spoke so eloquently to the reality that hey, I'm here for a reason, and I'm glad I'm here, and uh, <laughs> yeah. don't don't consider me the, a hard case. You know, he was great. Yeah, about it. Yeah. Wasn't he great? So yep. uh, thank you for calling out to your listeners to you know really consider there's more opportunity now. This is no longer a so-called constitutional right that you can't question. It's it's uh, now recognized as an opportunity to really help both women and their children. Uh, are there any, I would imagine there are probably new books uh, coming out about what to do in a post-Roe America. Eddie, that off the top of your head you would recommend? Yes, uh, I had the privilege of reviewing one such book. It's, it's written by two uh, really talented and 
creative people. Uh, Sean Carney, who's the uh, co-founder for 40 Days for Life with David B. Wright, and he's a very talented communicator. And then Steve Carlin, who uh, studied journalism as an undergrad and is just a gifted writer. Uh, he has his own book uh, out that if you search for Steve, you can find. But the two of them collaborated during COVID and said, you know, something's happening here where we think we have a chance to equip people with how to have these conversations. So they wrote this book, What to Say When, The Complete New Guide to Discussing Abortion. And it's terrific. It's very user-friendly. Very good. And um, wonderful. We'll get our hands on it and give them a call. Michael, uh, people can stay in touch with the work you're doing by going to ProLifePartnersFoundation.org. Is that right? That's right, Al. Thanks so much. All right. We'll talk again soon. Thanks. Michael Kenny, again, it's ProLifePartnersFoundation.org.